picks peace, Boba and Mando makes Miles Espa, and Doctor Strange shows strange secrets. All this and more on Geekly Bi-Weekly. What is up, you gorgeous geeks? Welcome to Geekly Bi-Weekly, your new favorite podcast for geek news, pop culture, and discussion. My name is Hogan. And I'm Ida. And before we kick off this episode, um, as usual, I'm actually going to do something different this time around. Uh, there is spoilers in this episode. What? Okay, but also, I do need to address, um, as of February 8th of this year, mm-hmm. we hit one full year of Geekly Bi-Weekly. So if you are still here and you are still listening and you've listened to all the episodes, thank you so much. And if you're just joining, thank you so much. We really do appreciate you guys. We love you guys, every single one of you. Um, Yeah, truly. Also, pause for giant air horns. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for being here. Yeah, I know. A year is crazy. Also, this is our 20th episode. Wow. Look at us. Um, Bringing it back to Well, this is... (laughs) What? Bringing it back to Loki. The one thing we didn't get. The wow. Oh, yeah. That's crazy that you, I, I didn't even think about that. Wow. Um, I do have to say, uh, before we go on, one more thing. Uh, I want to thank uh, Ida and Matt uh, so much, uh, genuinely, to you guys, uh, because this couldn't happen without you guys uh, by my side. I really do appreciate you guys. Um, but let's jump into the no, no, uh, first no, episode. No, nope, no. Nope, no more feelings. Hey, look at that. We've got, <laughs> we've got Peacemaker, Boba Fett. We've got Doctor Strange, Lord of the Rings, Moon Knight. Sonic 2, uh, and apparently a Bioshock movie coming uh, up. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. So where do we want to start? I'm going to have you pick. Um, I mean, Peacemaker just had their finale. May as well jump in with them since last time we started with Boba. And then we can work our way from there. All right. So, hey, look at Peacemaker uh, ended. Um, and the day before it ended... HBO announced, hey, guess who's getting a season two? So yeah. I guess that just goes to say that uh, Peacemaker didn't die at the end of the season, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. Um, that being said, I would love to see the whole series end with that little charge in the back of Peacemaker's head exploding and him just fucking dying. I like yes. Peacemaker. I love John Cena. It would just be super great to be like, oh, he did something he wasn't supposed to do. Pop. It would be so satisfying. It would be satisfying. And, like, just to have it, like, be at a random-ass thing. He was like, oh, he wasn't Mm -hmm. supposed to eat dairy today. Oh, boy. Explode. Which, and I think, honestly, going by James Gunn's writing, that that is exactly what will happen. Um, God, I hope so. Just based off of everything that he's kind of put out into the DC universe so far, it seems like kind of nobody's off of the charts in terms of, or nobody's untouchable. I should say. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat on Suicide Squad, he killed Weasel right away, and I was I so looking forward to seeing so much of him. But did he? Wasn't I Weasel mean, well, the one that came back at the end? Yeah, Weasel was the one that came back at the end, which I, I guess because Weasel was played by his brother, uh, Sean Gunn, um, I feel kill. like he wants to kill his brother, but at the same time, legally can't. I think he just feels, like, a little bad about it because, like, maybe if he makes it through, he'll tell mom and dad. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's still that that sibling rivalry thing of, like, I'm it's a It's definitely a sibling mom. rivalry. <laughs> um, 
which I was just about to say, yeah, go ahead and tell mom. I'm not afraid of her, but I am. <laughs> My mom would kick the shit out of me. I love you, mom. Uh, but she's not going to hear this because apparently she doesn't listen to my fucking podcast. Whatever, dude. Anyways, Neither hey. of my parents listen. So. Oh, no. I'm so sorry to it's hear okay. that. It's fine. Oh, boy. Um, it's largely because, hey, as we already mentioned, we cover very spoilery topics. And they are not always up to date. So we're there. That's fair. So that I get it. Fair. Yeah. But anyways, Peacemaker. Okay, so before we actually get into the season finale, we're going to cover a little bit of episode seven, which I don't think we covered in the last episode of Geekly Biweekly. So we've got, we have the gang, they are trying to find the cow, which provides the main source of food for the butterflies, which are like the big, big bad guys of season one. And we've got Mern kind of attempting to leave them, as we had previously discovered in other episodes, he was a butterfly who had inhabited a human body, a human host, and had therefore been continuing on with the agency. Um, so the possessed police that were taken over by all of the butterflies, which we covered in the last episode as that like season six ending, uh, they arrive and kill him uh, because, you know, they don't like him. He's he's not a good guy in their eyes. Uh, all while this is happening, Judo Master comes back from being shot and decides that he's going to attack Harcourt and Autobio, uh, and is ultimately tased and rendered ineffective to uh, the whole encounter. Continuing on, we've got uh, Chris being chased by his father. Augie. Yeah, so Augie is uh, following him with all of his super racist, awful followers, and they discover that the helmet is what's allowing them to find them. Continue on. Uh, ends up in a big battle where Vigilante gets seriously injured and Chris kills his dad. They uh, also end up injuring Eagly, the best character of the show. And he, <laughs> thankfully, Eagly recovers and gives Chris a big ol' hug, which is caught on camera this time. <laughs> no, no, I don't think they... Oh, no, he did take pictures, you're right. He, he took a photo, and I think Autobio took a photo. But I'm not sure if Autobio actually <laughs> took a photo. <laughs> Or if she was just like, I can't fucking believe this. Um, it was caught by multiple people, at least visually. And then, of course, the end of episode seven ends with Adebayo apologizing to Chris or Peacemaker about the fact that she betrayed him by planning a diary. So then we get into all of the fun and action of episode eight, the season finale. Uh do you have anything to add? I don't think there's a proper response to seeing an eagle hug a human. <laughs> you can try, but it ultimately it's like, oh my god, that that bird is hugging a a person. Why? Yeah, that's what I'm going to add to this. <laughs> uh, Vigilante is best. a fucking sociopath, and I love him because he so clearly wanted to kill the vet text that uh, they were by uh, yes. because they uh, what I didn't mention is that they took uh, eagerly to a vet 
to you know get patched up and whatnot. And um, Vigilante wasn't too happy that the vet techs see, had seen all their faces, so he was holding them hostage by <laughs> gunpoint and was ready to kill them um, until Harcourt walked in and was like, "The fuck, the are, fuck you are you doing?" <laughs> so, anyways, they end up taking the vet's van and going to kill a fucking cow which they show at the end and uh fantastic character design fantastic <laughs> creature design so uh gross looking yeah it's just so, so it's so unsettling and that's exactly what it needs to be it's like a, a, a slightly like a clammy flesh covered caterpillar you but like it- fucking huge you know what it kind of reminds me of? Tell me. Like glowworms with black eyes. Do you remember the old like glowworm dolls of the nineties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. But like with black eyes and multiple hands. Yeah, I can see. It. You know what it also reminded me of, which is just like the eye size and the shape, and like uh, I guess the shape of the actual uh, creature. Um, you remember from the movie Horton Hears a Who? Yes. There is that one. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Oh, but you? I will let you uh, continue on for the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, the, the, the one that was like, in my world, everybody, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, that's great. And like, she takes a breath in and fucking floats away. I don't know what that character's <laughs> issue was, um, but I feel like that's me on the inside most days. Anyways, uh, for those that have seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. For those that, ha- that haven't seen the movie. <laughs> Good luck. Um, Good luck. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, back over to episode what eight? Eight episode eight. The season they definitely finale. show up to go uh, to go kill this cow. They do. And, <laughs> and it does not uh, work on many. Tries. It does not work a few times. Yeah. So they have all the helmets uh, for Peacemaker, and they're like, "What does this one do? And what does this one do?" So he goes down the line and they're like, "This one uh, helps you breathe underwater." Uh, this one gives everyone except the user within a mile radius uh, scabies. And I'm like, that's fucking gross. Uh, um, and then one of them turns you into a human torpedo. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other two that we had seen previously, or we had a seen one of them work previously. But the other one, yeah, we had the Sonic Boom one and then we had the anti-gravity one. To which Adebayo was like, okay, all I need to say is uh, activate anti-gravity and like it, blah, 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 blah. And she says that. And the fucking helmet (laughs) activates and starts floating away. And so they're like, well, shit, we need to get the Sonic Boom one on top of the, uh, on top of the, the barn. And, uh, we were supposed to use that, like someone wear it and float over there, but, uh, now we can't. So, uh, what are we going to do? And like, so who do they call on? No, just hold on. Before we go into who they call on the way John Cena was like, did you say activate (laughs) anti-gravity was just genius it was perfect (laughs) and then him like uh... jumping in the air to try to catch it yeah it's way (laughs) out of his reach but no i I love that it's activated and it starts floating away and vigilante's just standing there like hey guys uh guys instead of actually doing something yep Instead of being a useful piece of the team, Which he, is, well, he's always useful. I love Vigilante. Vigilante is so great, but also I love to hate him, and I hate to love him. <laughs> no, I just love him. I uh, I love him so much. He has such great story writing and character yeah. development. Like, it's just so good. Everything about because Vigilante. James Gunn is great at what he does. I think I said it last time. James Gunn 
is what Joss Whedon wishes he was. Oh, Joss Whedon could never. Joss Not Whedon even. could never. Um, James Gunn is what more directors and writers should turn to in terms of superhero movies. Because, like, he's got James this Gunn down pat. Same. Yeah. Taika Waititi... Uh, uh, just nerd culture. You've got to be a Ooh, nerd. I loved that noise you made. Take a YTD. No, just like. <laughs> nerd Why did you culture? sound like a fucking transformer? Because I am. Take a YTD. <laughs> Matt, please put in that noise. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> I am a transformer, god damn it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. What were we talking? Oh, we were talking about them moving the uh, the helmet over on top yes. of the barn, and who they called upon to get the helmet up there. Um, before they they called upon this certain character, they were talking about how they can um, kind of get the helmet up top there, and without anyone noticing. And they were like, "Oh, we could use like a zip line or something like that." And Diebeard, uh, what's his name, Economos, mm-hmm. is like. We could like like like, like Green Arrow. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. And Peacemaker was not having that. He was not. And he goes on this quick little tirade about how Green Arrow is a goes to Brony conventions yeah. as the back half of a certain pony on there uh, with a four inch butthole or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> which prompts for some fucking reason, which prompts Vigilante to be like. I wonder if it helps him breathe. It might. You never know. Someone get this man under control. I love him. <laughs> He's the best. Him and Eagly uh-huh. steal the show. Uh, yeah. Every episode. Well, speaking of stealing, um, they they definitely try to call upon Eagly to uh, drop the, uh, the the helmet up top, which try is the operative word here. Oh, they try. Eagerly picks it up and they like they talk well, to him for like and hardcore, a good thirty seconds. Heart hardcore is like it's not gonna work. There's no way you can yeah. command an eagle. And they're like, John no, C- John Cena, my dumbass. John, oh my god, why did I call him John a second time? Matt, I swear to God, if you put in like the uh, the <laughs> uh, uh, again, uh, I feel like I deserve it, but whatever. It was um, so good. That was good. I love that one, um, Chris. Peacemaker was like, no, 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 he's got this, he's got this. And Eagly, like, picks up the helmet and takes off and starts flying towards the barn. Majestic and flight. And then <laughs> takes a hard right and just drops the, uh, dr- what was that? That was my dog. Oh, my God, that scared me. I'm sorry. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> takes a hard right and drops the, the helmet in the middle of the woods, and they're like, well, this fucking sucks. Now we got to go find this helmet. Um, And while they're looking for it, a strange little thing happened that I was like, no fucking way this is happening. Um, Augie Smith, the guy that was just killed, uh, Peacemaker's dad, Uh uh, definitely shows back up, and he's like, you thought you killed me, but I'm in your head, which I... Fucking love that they did that because so often you see in, in media it's like, oh, I killed my abuser. Now I'm no longer affected by them. But it, it's such a psychological thing for uh, for Peacemaker for Chris that 
he is stuck with his dad for whoever knows how long at this point. It was genius. Um, it was genius. really, really good. And he shows back up again at the end, at the very end of the episode. But where his dad was standing, well, the vision of his dad uh, was the helmet that they needed. Anyways, they end up knocking out a butterfly, taking his clothes, and then sending in economos to kind of act like a butterfly, uh, sting like a bee. I hate you, but I love you <laughs> so damn much. And leave the helmet like down under so that they can blow up the uh, the fucking barn. They left it in Australia? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that took a second and I was like, when did I mention a Barbie? Nope, down under. Uh, who are we, men at work? No, thank you. Um, I'm kidding, I love men at work. Um, Anyways. Not just, not just the band, but like, men. At work. No, just men. No, I hate. No, anyways, <laughs> we're not. Uh, cut that part out, Matt. I'm sorry. Nope. Um, <laughs> they. Uh, so he ends up dropping the uh, the helmet down on. I'm not saying it again. He ends up dropping the helmet beneath the barn, and goes to leave. And one of the butterflies stops him and mm-hmm. asks him why the human that he took over the butterfly took over. Uh, colors his beard that way <laughs> or why his beard looks that way and it was a bit of an emotional scene where economos finally admits that he does dye his beard because he thinks that it makes him look handsome and makes him look younger and it makes him fit in because he just wants to look good because he's never had a girlfriend and he's lonely and stuff and mm-hmm. i was like this is really fucking me up for no reason. I know, it was so raw and just like, um, oh my god. But as All right, you ready for this? I'm going to get a little a uh, little a little personal here. Mm-hmm. As someone who is a big guy and has never really fit like modern beauty standards, modern male beauty standards, it hit me hard because I understood it. Mm-hmm. Um it, it it was I've done a lot of things so that I can try and fit in and try and feel attractive to other people. But it's anyways, we're, we're, we're going to move past that one. Um, I'm going to let you take no. it from here while I drink some water. Yeah. You drink some water, but also Matt, cut this out. But like my guy, you're so good. I love everything you do. And thank you for sharing that. Cause it's so important that it's talked about. So. Yeah. yeah. And you know, what? I don't, I don't think that Matt should cut it out. I feel like, this is one of those, another one of those representation matters things. Yeah. Um, I just, eh. I, I was saying cut it out in case you didn't want your, I, I was saying my part, but your well, feelings I, continued. I do appreciate you. I do appreciate the love. Um, Before we do go on with what I just said, I just need you guys to know that you cannot hate who you are into someone that you think that you'll love. Um, it's true. It, it, accepting who you are and accepting what you are is is a big deal and it's easier said than done but i unabashedly loving yourself is really hard but exactly exactly you'll whatever you're going through you'll be fine i promise you'll be fine um but back to the show the show we were talking Um, about explosions and stuff right explosions so economos uh drops the helmet he ends up with that scene which of course then is very 
glossed over by uh, everybody where they're like, we knew he dyed his beard. Smith ends up deciding he's going to use his voice activation in order to set off the first sonic boom, which was the helmet that Economos had dropped by the cow. And it explodes, kills a lot of butterflies. It continues where they're having to repeatedly say like sonic boom, which was great as the cow is just slowly getting destroyed. Um, so after they activate all the sonic booms and whatnot the butterflies are kind of freaking out like what the fuck are we supposed to do like we need to get down there to go save the cow um and so uh autobot not autobot sorry a vigilante harcourt and peacemaker kind of gear up real quick and they're like all right let's go kill this fucking cow and start walking in right um Mm -hmm. and they're just slicing and dicing and shooting and tooting and rooting it was incredible really cool scene really well done uh really well choreographed too for um, Vigilante's part, because he didn't use guns for the most part. He was really mm-hmm. sword-based, and just, like, all together, they, they did a really, really good job. Um, but at one point, uh, they see someone go down into the, uh, go down into the, uh, the underground area. I'm not going to say the Australian thing again. <laughs> <laughs> they go down uh, into the uh, underside of the uh, the barn, and try to save the cow right mm-hmm. um and so harcourt's like hey uh peacemaker you go we'll take care of it out here we'll hold him back um harcourt ends up getting shot like pretty fucked up same thing with uh vigilante both of them fall and they're like this sucks we're bleeding out over here yeah uh to which Autobio grabs two pistols and runs in and starts fucking murking all of these people. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely killing every single one of them. Um, one of the butterflies almost gets away and tries to go down Harcourt's uh, throat, which is the way that they, you know, get into the, uh, the hosts. Host. Yeah. Um, to which Autobio grabs it and pulls it out and kind of, like, holds it up like a, like, 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 like a dude that went fishing and is showing off his shit. And fucking pulls the trigger on his head and just kills the thing. Uh, yep. Incredible scene. Um, it was so good. She, being Autobio, uh, gets the human torpedo helmet <laughs> and <laughs> goes down and is trying to find Peacemaker, who's fallen through like some planks and is covered in, in old wood and stuff. <laughs> and as she's going to uh, to go save him, he gets pulled up by one of the butterflies that uh, has a host or is hosting someone. Um, no, is being hosted. Anyways, he gets his shit like starts getting rocked, and the um, and he's getting ready to like try and fight back. But the butterfly's like, "I don't. I'm not trying to fight you. Stop fighting and just follow me." And right before that happens, Autobio breaks through the the planks and sees right, right, right yeah. <laughs> sees the like, the the host the butterfly and, <laughs> and says activate human torpedo and fucking flies flies, flies. and right like right when she said it peacemaker's like no don't do that and she flies <laughs> across the room misses her target and ends up running headfirst into a brick or a rock wall like a wall of rocks yeah which was funny to see on its own but then she's kind of like laying down and was like, I need to get back up. But she's knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, because as well, what we failed to mention when we were talking about the initial helmet diagnosis is that Peacemaker specifically says it's never really been tested and could break every bone in your body. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, she took the risk because that's what Autobio does. I love her character. She's so great. She's Um, so great. And so he's talking, he being um, Peacemaker, is talking with the butterfly, and they're like, we are only here because our planet was about to die, and we needed to find another planet just to live on. Mm -hmm. Uh, We wanted to be peaceful, but when we got here, we found out that you guys were doing the same thing to your planet, and we would hate to see that happen to you. So we started taking over politicians and celebrities and people that, um, I I guess would have bigger influence than just the regular mm-hmm. average Joe. Uh, and we were going to help you guys fix your stuff. Uh, yeah. We need your help. Please help us save our cow so that we can help you guys. Uh, what do you say? And kind of like stares at him for a little bit. And he's <laughs> kind of like looks at <laughs> them and kind of backs up and says, activate human torpedo. To which mm-hmm. Autobio was standing up again, <laughs> and this thing is apparently again. super sensitive and gets fucking torpedoed against her will and ends up shooting her straight through the cow, killing it, it was, right? It was the best scene, It was too. great. Because it's, like, kind of over his shoulder that she initially launches. Yeah! Yes! Oh, my God. I fucking love Autobio. She She's a really good character. Uh, um, But... He ends up killing the two butterflies that were under the barn. The two butterflies that were down under. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> Did they live in a land down under? You know where... Uh, I, don't, I don't I forgot what he says. Yeah, Maybe he's, Can't you hear? Can't you hear that thunder? You better run. You better take cover. Um, <laughs> they end up getting out of there. They being Peacemaker and Autobio. Mm-hmm. They walk up to the top again and leave. <laughs> and Peacemaker, seeing that Harcourt is hurt, picks her up and starts walking away. Mm-hmm. One thing we didn't mention at the beginning of this recap is that Autobio is the daughter of... Amanda Waller. Uh, Amanda Waller. Thank you, huh? I almost said William Wallace, but that is not right at all. Nope. Um, <laughs> look at me fucking up names again. Um, <laughs> he's the uh, daughter of Amanda Waller, and she calls her up and is like, well, can you call the fucking Justice League or something? Yes, I'm being serious. Anyways, no backup was coming for them. Uh, jumping back to the end of the episode, he picks up uh, Harcourt and starts walking away, and guess who shows up? The fucking Justice League. So. Except for Cyborg, because uh, DC hates Ray Fisher, uh, and they really fucked him over, and that's definitely something that we're going to have to cover. We really do. We need to cover that, because it's very important, and what they did was fucked. (laughs) Super fucked. But anyways, (laughs) they show up, and the only two people that actually get their faces, because the four people that show up is Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and The Flash. Yes. Um. Oh, it was so unspeakably good. I was so like, okay, are they actually going to show faces? Are they going to show faces? Yeah. They definitely show faces. The two people that I know would be like, yeah, let's do it. 
were there. It was the Flash and Aquaman. And <laughs> as they're walking past them, they being uh, not John Cena, what do you think that? And as they're walking Christmas. past the Peacemaker and his group, his group are walking past uh, the Justice League, he's like, you guys are fucking late. Like, just go. We don't need you go here away. anymore. And looks at Aquaman, looks at Jason Momoa, and is like, go fuck another fish. fish. <laughs> he's like, how did that rumor... Who's spreading that rumor? And the Flash yeah, is like, he, he goes, he goes I, heard I fucking true. hate that rumor. <laughs> and the Flash looks at him and goes, it's not a rumor. Yeah. Oh my God, I fucking died. <laughs> he looks at him and he goes, it's not a rumor. And Aquaman's like, go fuck yourself, Barry. <laughs> and that's how the scene ends. Yep. So like, that's all we needed from them. Like they didn't have to have the star power in there, but no. they definitely used it. And it was great to see. Yeah. Um, it was just the perfect little cherry on this finale Sunday. I loved it. It was so good. Yeah, I think they did really good with ending it. Um, like I said, it already got announced for season two. Everyone gets all patched up. And uh, oh, one thing we forgot to mention is that Adebayo, uh, after planting the diary, mm-hmm. Matt's going to have to edit that. Autobio, after planting the diary, uh, goes on live TV and like calls a big press conference and is like, yeah, that diary was fake. It was written mm-hmm. by someone else. Um, these people are being held basically against their will mm-hmm. uh, in Belle Reve um, and are being basically violence pimped out. Um okay. By my, by Amanda Waller, who happens to be my mother, and throws everyone under the bus. Yes, she does. Everyone under the bus, which I'm like, this is going to make season two super fucked up, and I cannot wait to see what happens. Um, how did you uh, tell me how you thought about the ending? How do you feel about the ending? I thought it was really fantastic. I thought that they did such a great job at kind of tying all the little ribbons that if there wasn't a season two you would still be a little like ah what's gonna happen because both with autobio mentioning her mother was amanda waller and judo master finding all the fallen butterflies um there's a lot of different things that season two could go into but if it had just been a season one it also would have been like a weird okay, what's going to happen? So I'm excited to see where season two is going. I think it's going to be really interesting. I think they've got a lot of really great characters, a lot of really good character development. I love Peacemaker, Vigilante, Eagly, Autobio. Like, there really isn't a character in the series I don't like other than, like, Augie and the people you're specifically meant to hate. Um... Yeah. What about you, Hogan? Yeah, you know, I, I'm usually uh, <clears throat> I'm usually a fan of villains and bad guys, but Augie was way too much for me. Yeah. Like, and like I, I have to draw, I have to draw a line somewhere, and he crossed that line like tenfold. So many times. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I think that it, uh, it wrapped it up really well. Um, like you said, even if there wasn't a season two, uh, the way that it ended would have been great. Um, 
it definitely didn't leave like loose ends story wise. Like, yeah. Oh boy, what's gonna happen next? Like, someone didn't fucking come back or something like that. It ended it with like with eagerly taking off and dropping a possum in the middle of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wait a minute, no, it mm. did. Now that I think about it. It did kind of leave some stuff because as well, we didn't cover the fact that Goff was yet again saved by Chris. Goff being the, the, yeah, the, the cop that he, uh. Or the initial husband. Yeah. 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 So he killed the host, but he saved the butterfly. Yeah. and, And if none of this makes sense to you, I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> go watch the episode. It'll make yeah, a lot just go watch the episode. Fresh. Even though we, I feel like we explained it pretty good. Yeah. Well, and also it's you know killed the butterfly, say or killed the host, saved the butterfly. So. Yeah, that sounds sounds pretty fair. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes next. James Gunn is fantastic as always. I've never seen something by him and been like, ew. Um. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, Next but up. <laughs> we we definitely got to talk about uh, the season finale of Book of Boba Fett. But before we go into that, as usual, like we said earlier, spoilers. I need to address something. Matt, give me some somber music, please. <laughs> I I definitely screwed up. Um, there was a character in the show named Cobb Vant, V A N T H. And I kept calling him last episode Cobb Vance, like Bob Vance refrigeration. (laughs) And here's the thing. Ida made the, not even made the announcement. Ida Ida pointed out that I had said it wrong. And I was like, ha ha, his name does sound like Bob Vance refrigeration. And then she said his name properly. And I completely missed it and continued for the rest of the episode to call him Cobb Vance when his name is not Cobb Vance it is Cobb Vance <laughs> uh, um, so that was my screw up uh, Matt give me that wah wah sound like you know the or like the, the one uh, like from Plinko or whatever it is uh, I'm sure that one's public domain I'm sure we can do that one um, I, God I hope so whatever I'm sure Matt will come up with something good won't you Matt I'm sure you will. Um, he always does. He always does. I don't know how he does it. Uh, but hey, quick recap. And <laughs> I'm talking like real quick. Yeah. You ready yeah. for this one? I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna speed through this one real quick. Speed run. Let's do it. Boba and Mando end up in the sanctuary. The thing that was blown up. Uh, tried to make negotiations after getting attacked by everyone. Uh, all the different clans that were on Mos Espa uh, attacked their people. The Gamorians, the LGBTs, the, the cool mods. I call them the LGBTs because <laughs> that's basically what they are. Um, and oh who? God. Oh, and Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah. Uh, they all get attacked. And so he tries to negotiate, sends out that uh, um, Twi'lek. That is like Loki annoying, but like super fucking funny to try mm-hmm. and negotiate with them. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that word. And um, that doesn't go well because the negotiations were short. Uh, Very. They end up starting blasting people. Uh, the people of Freetown show up anyways to 
fight against them. Uh, they have two giant droidicas, uh, which was terrifying to see. Uh, they figure out, hey, we can't take care of them, and they're blowing our people up. And just like I called it last week, Boba Fett comes riding in on his fucking rancor. So fucking good. It was so nice. It was um, satisfying to watch. Grogu shows back up, uh, having picked the chainmail. Yes, um, he does. And hopefully giving Luke the bird because he's a hypocritical weenie. And Grogu would have ended up dead anyways. It most definitely would have ended up dead. Uh, obviously, they end up saving the day. And, oh, <laughs> there was definitely a standoff between uh, Boba and Cad Bane. And that was really yep. nice. And I was really hoping they uh, they would have kept Cad for a little bit longer. But uh, yeah, Boba definitely kills him. He does with his gaffy stick that he made himself. Yeah, which was so sweet. Loved seeing that. It was um, satisfying, but it was also like, yeah, where are you gonna go? That um, um, yeah. And, and as much as I love Cad Bane, it was definitely his time to die because it was, I want to say, forty years after the last time we saw him. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was definitely around that long because last time we saw him was in the bad batch when he was trying to get yes. omega who i fucking hate <laughs> god that show uh, um i'm sorry where were we uh tell me how you really feel hogan <laughs> I, you know what you don't even want to know i'm sure you guys can find the episode where i tell you how i really feel about the bad batch um <laughs> the last episode was all right <laughs> We're not talking about this right now. Still speedrunning Yeah, anyways. Speedrun. Sorry. Distraction. Kills Cad Bane. Basically ends with that saving the day. Um, Oh, what's your name? Um, Ming-Na Wen's character. uh, Fennec goes to Moss Eisley and kills the head of the Pikes, as well as all the leaders of um, Moss Espa that turned their people against uh, Boba Fett. Yep. Um... And so at the very end of the episode, they're like, hey, uh, Boba, shouldn't you be in the back to tank? And he's like, oh, no, it's being taken right now. Like, it's being used because Black Crescenton got pretty fucked up. Or so we thought. He wasn't in the tank. As it turns out, Cobb Vanth was in the tank. The whole time. The entire time. And uh, the modder, who I forgot to mention last time, is played by Thundercat. Fucking love that. Yeah, Um, right goes and turns around and is very clearly going to turn Cobb Vanth into something new or uh yeah anyways so that's how that episode ends that's how the season ends I am excited to see what they bring for us next yeah they have taken so much of the Star Wars universe and just made it their own in all the best ways and i am so excited to see exactly where it goes um i was really worried when a lot of the things were kind of getting wrapped up like okay so where do we go are we gonna get a season two what's gonna happen um and they did still leave a lot of story lines to kind of be continued on with and flushed out and i'm excited 
so Grogu ends up on Mos Eisley where Pelimato is waiting. Uh, that's Amy Sedaris' character. And he gets out of the X-Wing, which is being piloted by uh, R2. Super great. Loved that for us. Um, gets out of the X-Wing and R2 is like, oh, yeah, um, I'm here to drop him off. Uh, I need to head back. And mentions Grogu by name. And she goes, Grogu? That's a terrible name. I'm not calling you that. Which I feel was a good nod to how we all collectively felt when we found out this thing's name. Um, all right. So where do you think the the series is going to go? Because they did a lot of um, they did a lot of Mandalorian storytelling on this as well, which I is cool, but it's felt like it was like this season or this series was just used to kind of push the narrative of the Mandalorian further a little bit without having to dig into what two extra episodes of the mandalorian yeah um i agree with you on that analysis um i think that there's a couple different things that could kind of happen i think we're gonna see more of vanth and freetown and then as well kind of the entire dynamic of moss espa and the surrounding moss areas um i think we're still going to see a lot of Boba, but I do agree that it's a little frustrating that, quote-unquote, the two best episodes of Book of Boba Fett were the two focused on the Mandalorian. Yeah. When we have a whole ass other series to focus on him and his storyline. Not saying I didn't enjoy them. Not saying I didn't like what they added to Book of Boba Fett. But... I think they do really, in the second season, need to be their own separate thing. Because yeah. it's just too distracting and it feels almost like fan service to just throw in the Mandalorian of like, oh, well, people might not care about Boba. Despite the fact of him being one of the most iconic Star Wars characters to date, um, I, I just want to focus on Boba Fett for Book of Boba Fett. But otherwise, I did really enjoy the show. All in all, I thought it was great. I thought the additions of The Mandalorian were awesome. Again, I think we're going to see a lot more of Vanth and Freetown and Espa. But we'll see. What about you? Yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited to, to see where it goes as far as Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth coming back. Of Vanth um, sand storage. Okay. No, he's a... He's a <laughs> He's anti spice, you know. He, he, anti spice. Yeah, Cobb Vanth spice destruction. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's why I, I said Bob Vanth sand storage. Well, I I know I. Because Matt, roll the credit sound. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Da, 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 what is that? It's a really bad rendition of the I Love Lucy sound, like the roll credits. Of I Love Lucy? Mm-hmm. You mean da 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 I said it was a really bad rendition. Yeah, but you did, I didn't know that you meant really bad. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I am so tired, Hogan. Girl, <laughs> same. I had to get up at seven. Uh, well, fine. Let's finish this up uh, yeah. because we've still got quite a bit to go through. I know we do. All right, guys. So the next thing that we're going to be talking about is uh, Doctor Strange because it looks fan fucking tastic 
As always. Um, I'm not even going to give you guys a, a trailer breakdown um, because I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, please take a minute to go watch it. Uh, actually, you know, go watch it now. All right, are you done? Cool, good. Um, <laughs> we've got some big issues coming in with this movie, and I am... I think for the first time in a very long time, I have no idea where this movie is going to go. I don't either. Um, and that is truly outstanding for a trailer these days. Most yeah. of the time. And I think Marvel honestly has been doing such a good job at giving you exactly what you want as a fan, but not always spoiling things. They haven't always been that way, but they're getting better. They are definitely getting better at that kind of thing. Um, one thing that I do want to bring up and discuss real quick is that my my partner and I and her mother were talking about uh, Marvel movies. And Marvel has a big issue right now of making movies where it, it the movie and the show or whatever they are putting out is only there to push the narrative further. They, they've backed themselves into a corner where they can't make just a standalone film. I do agree. And I kind of hate to see it, but I, I understand because it feels like it's one of those things where it's like, it's like you need to have seen at least these three other movies to understand what is going on. Like this, this movie and maybe this show to understand what's, what's supposed to be happening. Um, unless they give you like a good quick recap at the beginning, which we are not good at quick recaps. Um, it, <laughs> it feels, it feels like it, like they're kind of cornering themselves, but they've also cornered the market when it comes to superhero films. I agree. And I don't. So like, if you, Look at a lot of the standalone films, such as even the recent ones of like Shang-Chi, you didn't necessarily have to see another movie. You could understand what's going on in Shang-Chi without having seen another Marvel movie. I sort of agree with that. Please go on. No, it's just there are ways that they can be a standalone movie. It's just... If you have seen the other movies, you're going to have a way deeper appreciation of it. And if you haven't, you may leave the movie kind of being a little eh, because you're going to miss a couple things. But I do still think that for the most part, a lot of their storytelling is very much driven onto what is going on in the movie. And they also know that with a lot of these movies, you're going to be a repeat viewer. So you're likely going to at least have a basic knowledge of what's going on. Even if you don't have everything, you'll have a basic knowledge. While that is true, and I, I do agree with most of what you're saying, uh, you did say that, Stan, uh, that Shang-Chi felt like it could be a standalone film, but that was all thrown away at the end when they had Bruce Banner there and Captain Marvel. And like, like you need to know who these characters are or else you're going to get to that end point and be like, what the fuck just happened? Where are all these people coming from? Okay, but I will challenge you this. Are those the after credit scenes? Because I believe that they are. It could, it's been a minute since I've watched them. But No, the after credit scene for Shang-Chi was uh, his sister taking up oh, the... Oh, you're right. Well, no, there that's were one two. was right before the credits. There were two, though. But even just right before the credits, that in and of itself is just going to kind of be like, oh, 
who are these characters? Maybe I should watch the other movies. That to me isn't a, oh, well, I had to have seen these other movies to understand. Like, no, if I hadn't seen anything, it's just going to be like, oh, who are those other characters? Maybe I should watch and see. Yeah, but then you're stuck having to go down the rabbit hole of 20 other fucking films. Don't get me wrong. I love doing Only if you I love watching those movies all the time. I could if I wanted to. I do want to. I should go do that. Um, Again, yeah. Again, I know. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like they've backed themselves into a corner. But going forward with the trailer, um, there's a lot of stuff that they showed in it that uh, has to do, once again, with having seen things uh, that came before it, uh, namely What If. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely show off a couple characters in it. Or not a couple characters in it. Uh, actually, yeah, a couple characters in it. Yeah. One of which being uh, Strange Supreme, the one that gets locked away at the mm-hmm. end of his episode. Um, he's the one that noticed the Watcher, which was kind of a terrifying moment. Oh, utterly terrifying. So the fact he is in the live-action multiverse is like, <laughs> red flags? Yeah, because like, like him noticing the Watcher felt very like a toddler like playing with their toys and like the parent watching, and then... The toddler turning around and be like, what the fuck did you say to me, mother? Yeah. It was very like the uh, uh, girl in Squid Games that'll just turn around and shoot the fuck out of you the second you meet. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that feels, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like I said, we do have some big problems coming with this. Uh, at one point in the trailer, it shows him being like handcuffed. And walked up some stairs by some Ultron bots, which has once again to do with uh, what if. Um, And kind of walking into a room where there's some chairs that are definitely elevated. Like they look like they're Mm -hmm. like maybe eight feet above him. And I want to say maybe about five or six chairs. And a voice comes on and the character being like, we should tell him the truth. And I remember watching the trailer right after it had come out because I wanted to wait for Kelsey to watch it. And I watched it. I was like, that voice sounds familiar. And so we watched it with her mom, who is a big Star Trek fan. Loves Star Trek, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, she, yeah. No, here's big the voice. Star Trek fan. Here's the voice. And I was like, that voice is familiar to me, too. I was like, who is this? So we watch it like a second or third time and like it kind of clicks for all of us at the same time. That's the voice of Patrick fucking Stewart. It is. Literally. It's the voice of Patrick Stewart coming back <laughs> as Charles Xavier, which yeah. is a big fucking, fucking deal. deal. I know that I'm saying the F word a lot right now, but I am very excited about it this. Is because this is our deal. first <laughs> issue or our first view of the Illuminati. When the Illuminati, uh, who I think that's who is in the the Doctor Strange movie, uh, is Charles Xavier, Black Bolt, Namor, uh, Reed Richards, Iron oh. Man, and then uh, Doctor Strange. And if all those people are in that movie, I'm actually looking at a shot of it right now. Which... It looks like it's one, two, three, four, five, six chairs i'm pretty sure it is if you look at the silhouettes of it of the people that are there one of the people that is walking in looks like it's going to be baron mordo 
uh, one of the people that's sitting down over uh, a stranger's right shoulder is a broad-shouldered uh, woman. And I'm pretty sure that's Captain Carter, who is played by Haley Atwell. And if you look over his left shoulder, or like I guess next to his left shoulder, it looks like it is Killmonger. Could be. Uh, which are all multiversal people, which is a, you know, I keep saying it, a big deal. Say it with me all together. Ready? It's uh, a big, big deal. deal. <laughs> so close. Oh, God. I know. Um, close. We were so off. <laughs> <laughs> so off. That was terrifying. Um, anyways, okay. I'm pretty sure that this team is going to be, or this Illuminati is going to be uh, Baron Mordo, Doctor Strange, Killmonger, Captain Carter, Charles Xavier, and maybe our first look at Reed Richards or Namor, who's supposed to be in the Black Panther 2. Yes, Namor is supposed <laughs> to be in Black Panther 2. Um, and if you go based off of the Marvel.com current members of the Illuminati, it does list it as Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, Professor X, Mr. Fantastic or Reed Richards, Namor, Iron Man, and Sylvie, or Enchantress. Oh, look at that. Let me see. One, two, seven people. Okay. So, um, we may see a difference in the movie, but then also that'll kind of affect the way that it's been going based off of the current Marvel canon. Yeah. And so... Um, Really eager to see what happens. I know that James McAvoy is currently filming something. He hasn't really been talking about what it is, but it's supposed to be, or people are speculating that he's going to be uh, coming back as Charles Xavier as well. Um, so we may be seeing two different Charleses. Charleses? Charles? In this movie. Charles um, <laughs> Charles Char people. Um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous. I am uh, how the kids say scare roused. Uh, <laughs> no, no child actually says that that I know. Please, God, <laughs> not have any of the children say I that. I hope not. <laughs> um, it, I'm really excited to see where this movie goes. But I really feel. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I feel like I'm talking a lot on this one, but I'm really excited. Um, no. Uh, there's one point where in the trailer where you see Doctor Strange go up to Wanda in like this field of of uh, whatever trees I can't even tell, um, and she he's talking to her like, hey, what do you know about the multiverse? And then there's another shot of him talking to Wanda, and she's like, when you mess with the multiverse, you are hailed as a hero, but when I do it, I become the villain. Um, that doesn't seem mm -hmm. fair. And if you look at the background. Strange is wearing the same thing from one scene to the next. So I'm pretty sure that when he goes to talk to Wanda, it is her projecting another illusion over this field. But this field that they are in is actually covered in chaos magic. And she oh, has just sure. fucked everything up beyond repair. I'll have to show you the, the differences. Yeah, I'm sure you saw I in the trailer. I'm sure that Wanda is going to be a villain of some kind in this. I, I genuinely think that she's going to become a secret villain. And I Not think a secret that's villain. fucking fantastic. I'm so yeah. here for it. Um, 
And also, I'm so excited to see what the multiverse will open. Yes. Honestly, just in the trailer, watching Benedict Cumberbatch do both Doctor Strange, like Steven, and the Strange Supreme, you could tell he was having the fucking time of his life doing those scenes and just getting to be this horrible, you know, like this meaner version of... yeah. Steven. And I'm just so I'm so here for it. This movie looks fucking fantastic. I I yes. don't like I'm even trying not to have too many speculations because I, it, and it's awful because I've got a podcast where we've got to talk about all these speculations, but I'm like <laughs> really trying not to go into this movie with any expectations or wants because I just want to enjoy every minute of it because it just looks like a blast well we've got another three months until this movie comes out set to come out may 6th (laughs) as long as they don't push it back again it was definitely supposed to come out in march march 26th where they pushed everything back for some reason i'm sure that some shooting was not shooting like pow pow shooting but like film shooting uh got fucked up and they had to uh or editing delay you, you never know yeah. you never know what happens and i mean honestly, we are in covid times so i sense. would rather come out correctly than come out early and be half-assed like yeah i completely agree i will i will wait i will wait we can wait marvel has shown that it is usually worth the wait i'm good yeah um they haven't let us down so far except uh the hulk movie and uh thor 2 okay well those were pretty early on they are not the sins of their fathers um (laughs) yeah i i I, i'm really excited to see where they go with this i know i keep saying that at the end of everything that that we're talking about i'm always Um, like listening to the podcast back and going i say i'm really excited for this a lot so, <laughs> but I think that's the beauty of this podcast is that we are genuinely excited for the things that we are talking about. Yeah, no, we are. Um, and we hope that you guys are excited listening to it as well. Uh, because it's exciting, it's a lot of fun to be able to do this and then talk to you guys about it. Um, but speaking of fun, we got a very quick trailer for Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. I know. I knew it was Lord of the Rings too. The second it came on screen, yeah, and, and like before the writing, and I was like, "This can't be the Lord of the Rings trailer. This can't Which, be it." I'm not sure if you guys saw, but there's they, they showed what the uh, opening sequence is going to look like for the the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to point out that none of it is CGI. None of it. Like it shows them like pouring the the hot metal, like the literal liquid metal, into the molds and like pouring water over it and like steam and stuff. All of it is practical effect. Not even practical effects. It is they are actually casting everything there for that that <laughs> shot. Um, it's gorgeous. It is incredible. It so looks beautiful. So beautiful, right? Um, but it was just short trailer. It just showed us a couple characters. Had a tiny bit of talking in it. It didn't really give away too much of what the show is supposed to be about, mm-hmm. but it gave. Let me see. Uh, Lord of the Rings film series. So those movies came out between two thousand one and two thousand three. Yeah, I um, remember seeing them in the theaters. Uh, yeah, they. Well, I never saw them in theaters. I saw them at home. 
Um, I personally liked them. I thought they were good movies, and this trailer gave us something that all three of those movies never once gave us. Mm-hmm. Oh, in all 558 minutes of the theatrical releases and 686 minutes of the extended releases, these movies didn't have what this trailer had in all minute and a half of it. And that is black people. This trailer right. actually has, because no, 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 I'm not even kidding. Like when I say this, no, you're go right. look at those movies, not a single black person, not one. And I am excited to watch this series to not only get the representation of my people, of my skin color, but also to see what the fuck happened between this series and the movies that all the black people in Middle Earth fucking died for some reason. It was genocide. <laughs> That's a little fucked up. Um, Sorry. It was. Please cut that, man. <laughs> no, do not cut that out because they... they Oh, they fucked up my people. No, they um, did. It's fucked. I I say that with a you know a kind of joking tone, but it's fucked that no representation was not in that a movie. single not person. One. Not one. Oh, God, and don't get me wrong. The movies were good. They were very, very gorgeously shot movies. And well, actually really well acted. Looking at you, Andy Circus, love you so much. Oh, but, so oh my God, the he, not a single black or brown person. It was a bunch of white people doing white people shit. And I was like, I sure would like to see me up there. Yeah. Whatever, man. It, it, the, the show looks great. I... Uh, I'm I'm stoked to see where it goes because I'm trying not to say I'm really excited. Um, I'm stoked to see where this goes. Uh, hopefully, we'll be getting another trailer soon. That show is supposed to be releasing September second, twenty twenty two. So we've got like another what uh, seven months before it comes out. Um. So yeah, they better fucking give us a trailer between now and then. Jesus, who do they think they are? Spider Man No Way Home. Um, oh, they will drop it at the very last minute, like two days before it's set to drop on Amazon Prime. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. But speaking of new trailers, we also got a new Sonic trailer, which I don't think we're really going to like talk about it, talk about it. No. But um, I just wanted to cover this real quick because they uh, already confirmed that Sonic 3 is going to be coming out when the second one hasn't even released. Um, mm-hmm. And Knuckles is getting his own series. He is with Edris Elba taking over as the voice again, which I think is great. I mean, I love Idris Elba. You can't go wrong with him. Um, oh, you cannot go wrong. We definitely have Idris Elba, which, uh, <laughs> 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 which besides him being the voice of Knuckles, he is also uh, the hottest DJ in the world right now. All you other DJs can't see it coming. Thank you, Connery, which, by the way, Thank I would you. like to introduce Connery to our team. Uh, yes. She's wonderful, and she is also going to be taking over uh, some stuff for us. Uh, I'm sure you'll see her coming. Uh, Ayo. Stop it. 
Um, and also, Moonlight, apparently, she loves Moonlight. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys saw, but on our recent post about uh, like what's coming up, um, we were talking about uh, Ida and I in a, in a little chat that we had the other day. We were talking about how um, Moon Knight had a new trailer come out. Um, but Connery didn't hear that and thought that Moonlight, the 2016 Oscar winner for winner. Best Picture... Uh, had a new trailer come out um, and definitely put that in one of our uh, slides. Um, so we're, we're just, we're cool with that because. Uh, oh, it was the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it, it was, it was, it, it, and it's funny because it comes around full circle for us, no matter what, like, like I, I definitely am spinning this, but uh, Mahershala Ali was uh, the lead in the show Moonlight or in the movie Moonlight. Uh -huh. uh, where he is also playing in the MCU, he's going to be Blade, which is cool. Mm -hmm. So uh, circle. technically she didn't do anything wrong, and I will not be faulting nor shaming her for this. Matt, give her a round of applause. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm reading her chat right now. Uh, it was just an Easter egg, and she's, she is way more she's on it true. than we have ever yeah. been. She's just on a deeper level. Than all of just us, way on a deeper level. Ayo. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Last thing that we are going to talk about is just a few days ago, um, uh, Netflix announced that we are getting finally, after it having been shelved for a while, a Bioshock movie. We are. Um, there are no names attached to it yet. Nope. Um, but it is being done by the company that uh, the the video game company that made it take two and Virgo uh, Virgo Vertigo Entertainment Company. Uh, they also did uh, 2002's The Ring, 2006's The Departed, 2008 The Strangers Lego Movie, and 2014 Lego Batman Movie in 2017, and It Chapter Two in 2019. Those are just a few selections of movies that they have done. Some of the other ones <laughs> I'm not so stoked about because they definitely did uh, The Grudge in 2022 for some fucking reason. Uh, and I didn't even know that this movie was coming out, if I'm being honest. Um, but they do have a good list of movies and shows that they have done. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. I did it again. Um, but like I said, no names are attached to it yet. But yeah, so you want to see McKenna Grace as a, uh, as a little sister you mentioned, right? Yes, I would love to see McKenna Grace as a little sister. Um I don't know how they're really going to do it. I think a lot of the um, individuals kind of off the screen, the chaotic people are going to be uh, unknowns, of course. And then I honestly cannot necessarily remember the big villains. So, and I mean, Little Sister may have actually come in in Bioshock too. I think she had a small part in Bioshock, but... No, no, because they had the uh, they had the little sisters, uh, where you can get like the uh, the atom from them. Yeah, I just I didn't recall how much they were prevalent in the first game because it's been so long. Oh no, they were they were definitely a thing that you needed because you had to kill the big daddies to get them. Right, 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 right. But like these kids look like they are like no more than seven years old. So then I could be wrong with that, but as well, you got to take into Hollywood standards. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> right about that. I could see them aging her up a little bit. You think? Uh, well, I know that the, uh, the, the, who's the villain of Bioshock? It's a big bad 
Andrew Ryan. That's the name that I was looking for. I I don't know who I want to play him. I uh, there's certain people that would have the voice, certain people that would have the look. I feel like someone that looks like John Waters. Actually, in general, I feel like John Waters would be great in this movie because he's just got that look in general. I could see a couple people. I could see like Thomas, uh, Timothy Oliphant, who just played oh Bob Cobb Vance. Yeah, Cobb Vance. <laughs> I almost said Bob Vance. Ah, you almost said it. <laughs> I did. I I said Bob. Um, but no, Cobb Vance. Um, I could see Timothy Oliphant playing him. I could also as Andrew Ryan or as Jack. As Andrew Ryan. See, I would rather, I'd rather see him play Jack. I could see him as the Jack. The main character. Um, but that's the thing. Like, I don't know how they're gonna do this story because everything was so first person. Yeah, that's actually something I was gonna bring up. Is that when they had Jack, just recently players discovered the 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 player model for that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really it could be any. It could literally be any person in the world at this point. Um, because we never see what they actually look like. Jack Oliphant, uh, Elephant, Timothy Bob Elephant. Vance. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> Matt, please just. Oh, why am I like this? Timothy <laughs> Oliphant uh, would definitely, I feel, play a really good Jack. I think so. But maybe I don't. This is gonna sound worse than I want it to, but maybe. Don't have the main character be just another white guy. I would like it if it was somebody completely unexpected. Yeah. Um. That's why I don't want to put any speculations at all on yeah. the main character. Yeah, that's why Like, I could see someone like Timothy Oliphant. I could see um, Johnny Depp as Andrew Ryan. I could see... Oh, that would actually be kind of cool. Yeah. And I know that's been kind of a fan theory for a little bit. Like, if there was ever a Bioshock movie, that he would kind of be the the chosen one. Yeah. But he he would do a really good job. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of potential in the casting. I am stoked to see where it goes and what we learn more about this production because it's gonna be a cool movie. Like. You know who I would like to see play Andrew Ryan because as zany as he is, he can do serious really well. What? Who? Jim Carrey. Oh, he could. And I could Jim I could Carrey really would see rock that. that shit. I could really see that in some of the stills looking at Yeah, no. Jim Carrey's is now my number one. We have <laughs> over in the chat we have Connery yelling yes. Um, oh god, yeah, just just based off of looks. You know who else uh just based off of looks is uh I feel go ahead and look him up if you need to. Dominic yeah. Cooper, I feel would play a very good looking uh Andrew Ryan. Oh yeah, he would. But I don't know if he's old enough. You don't think he's yeah, no, he's definitely not old enough. They'd really have to age him. But I could totally see it. Like I can see it. I just don't think he's old enough. Mm. I think Jim Carrey was a little more spot on in terms of if we're just going look wise. But Dominic Cooper with some good age makeup, he'd be fucking phenomenal. You know what? I'm going to toss one more person out there. Let's go for it. The dad from Get Out, Bradley Whitford. 
Bradley Whitford also could be really good. He can be real creepy when he wants. You really can. <laughs> and once <Yeah>. again, <laughs> Connor, he is in the back shouting yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to, we'll, we'll definitely be uh, keeping an eye on this one. Like, we're keeping an eye on uh, the uh, Borderlands movie, which yeah. we haven't seen anything in a few months now, but I don't know, maybe they're just it's holding It's in production, out. yeah. It's in production. We gotta wait. But um, before this brings us to the end of the episode, um, I am going to ask you, like I did last time, for an unpopular opinion. An unpopular opinion. I think that Winter Soldier is super divisive and one of the best characters written in the Marvel Universe. And are we talking about comics or MCU? No, I mean, like, the MCU universe. Okay. Um, exactly. Okay. Unpopular opinion. It's so divisive. I think the Sebastian Stan really brought a whole new level to the character. Um, yeah, I think I think he's a really good character and is currently underutilized. Okay, I can see that. So there we go. <laughs> I am going to say that my unpopular opinion is that it's another Star Wars one. Actually. Cool, love it. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi mm -hmm. was not nearly as bad of a movie as it gets a rap for. Oh, I agree. Fans definitely saw The Force Awakens and were like, "It was good, but it didn't give us enough. It, like, like it, it didn't take enough risks." And then they went and took risks, and everyone was like, what the yeah, fuck are you God. doing? Why would you do this? Why would you take a risk that we told you to take? <laughs> right? That's <laughs> how it is. But no, I feel like uh, Ryan Johnson gets a bad rap for all that he did for that movie. Um, I really feel like there was a lot more to that movie, and then they just kind of squandered it in, uh, what is it, uh, The Rise of skywalker or whatever the fuck that movie was i won't even watch that movie a second time connery has a yeah that was a real good one connery holy shit that is a very good one and uh, like... connery has stated <laughs> actually no i'm gonna let you read it okay here let me actually pull it up so i can read it okay dr strange is a time traveler who purposefully doomed us all to life in a paradox i wish that Holy you had shit. a microphone so that we could definitely talk about this more. Yes. Um, well, that's going to be one that we're definitely going to bring up next week or not, next episode. So please make sure you flesh that one out because I would really, really like to hear this from you. Wow, that one. Yeah, no, that's I, super I'm actually good. going to go in the other room and talk to you about right now because that's, and that's a big I'm one. And I'm posting it in our chat right now so we can have it for the next episode because I really want to talk about that. Yeah, that's a big one um good on you that's a that's a good debut right there holy shit um, Connery always coming out swinging <laughs> but that definitely brings us brings us brings us to the end 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 of this episode uh thank you guys for tuning in again uh and listening to us talk all the bullshit that we talk and definitely go off on to wild tangents we I, I personally love you it's Always a great time being able to talk to you guys and always a great time being able to uh, be here. Please do not be afraid to interact. Send us emails, shoot us uh, messages on Instagram or Twitter or wherever you follow us. Um, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, but before we go, uh...
You have five seconds for good advice. Go. Uh, be as good a person as you can be today. Oh, that's a good one. It's not as well. Do your best, even if your best is not always as good as you think it is, because your best is going to change from day to day. Ida, mm-hmm. I said you only have five seconds, and you went for a second one. That is bold. Of yeah, me. I did because I wanted to flesh out what I was saying, Hogan. You also called me my my legal name. So I did, didn't I? I realized <laughs> that. It's fine. You're good. <laughs> um, Matt, make sure you know what, Matt. Please bleep out uh, Ida's legal name. We're not doing that. <laughs> we don't do that shit here. We we respect people's names, except for you, Grogu. Fuck you, Grogu. <laughs> Fuck you, um, Grogu. <laughs> Uh, but that brings us to the end of the episode, guys. Thank you so much. We will uh, talk to you soon uh, when you go out into the world and you turn off this episode. Please make sure you treat others with respect that you would prefer from them. Um, and remember, uh, to all the kids that are listening, the best advice that I can give you right now is you're only in trouble if you get caught. It's true. It's very true. Anyways, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll talk to you guys soon. We will hear from you guys sooner. Um, you know what this is. This has been Geekly Bi-Weekly. We love you. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh boy, I was about to say something really mean and I didn't mean please. it at all. I just was like that would be funny. But please um, say it. <laughs> you 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 aren't a uh, a Decepticon or an Autobot, you're an Autothought. But that hey. sounds like slut shaming and I don't like that. Um We can cut it out, but I also was like, Hey, feel my autothought realness. Like <laughs> we got this. Autothoughts um, activate. <laughs>